I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. Yesterday, a dangerous vote just took place in North Carolina, and it seems like lots of dangerous votes are taking place there now. Where the state legislature passed House Bill 370, and it's doing something that we're seeing happening all over the country. In North Carolina, at least seven different elected sheriffs have said that they will not cooperate with ICE, and that when a person is arrested or charged with a crime, mind you, they have not yet been convicted. These sheriffs have said that they won't turn those people over to ICE. So conservatives in North Carolina voted in House Bill 370 to force local sheriffs to do that or be removed from office. Today I'm going to unpack and explain this, then tell you exactly how we're going to take action. Because listen, we're not just here to change the news, we're here to change the world. And North Carolina's Democratic Governor Roy Cooper has the power to veto this bill. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. At their root, conservatives aren't really conservative. And I don't really, as I think about it, I don't even quite know what conservative means. Because unless it means that they exist to conserve and protect white power, I don't know what exactly it is they're conserving. It's definitely not the environment. It's definitely not morality or ethics or integrity. And for the entire Obama administration, Republicans called themselves fiscal conservatives. You remember that? They created this fraudulent group that they called the Tea Party, And they said they demanded, they demanded that Obama reduce the national deficit. And for all eight years of the Obama administration, the Tea Party and the Tea Party Republicans, they said that nothing was more important (laughs) than paying down the national debt and stopping excessive spending. (laughs) And even the Obama administration on a lot of levels kind of fell for it. They cut spending all over the place, cut programs all over the place. And the Obama administration paid the national debt down to $600 billion from over $1 trillion when he took office. The Obama administration cut the deficit by $400 billion. And in two and a half years, guess what Trump has done? He slashed taxes for billionaires and corporations. He has increased spending on endless wars. He's written huge checks to mega farmers. And now in two and a half years, guess where the national debt is again? It's right back over $1 trillion. <laughs> and, and does the Tea Party even exist? Like, I'm real question, like real talk. Is that done? Like, I don't even hear about them anymore. I think there is no more Tea Party. Like, I think it's done. I think I guess the Republican Party is now the Tea Party and they now no longer care about the deficit or deficit spending, 
which is something that they literally talked about every single day for all eight years of the Obama administration. And in two and a half years, the national debt has ballooned to the largest increase in two years of anybody's presidency ever. It's the largest two-year increase in national presidential history. And literally, not a single conservative is saying a thing. And suddenly, conservatives just no longer really care about the debt because it was all a ruse from the very jump, all right? Here's the thing. Since I was a little boy, I was told that all Republicans cared about was morality and integrity, and it was because they cared so much about morality and integrity that they voted to impeach Bill Clinton because he lied, and Republicans hate lies. They hate liars. They love integrity, and they love God and the Bible and and honesty and character and decency, and they had to impeach Bill Clinton because he lied, and he had an affair, and by golly, they hate affairs, and they love strong character and integrity and what they call family values. You remember that? <laughs> family values was the main thing they talked about literally for the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. And they just couldn't take it. So they had to impeach the president. Then for eight years, with President Obama, we had a man in office with a spotless marriage. Uh, the family, they're all Christians. They checked off all of these conservative boxes of things that they present like they like, like clean language and like neat grooming and no previous divorces. They had two smart, cute kids. But conservatives, we have found, I mean, most people understood already, they never really cared about character or morality or decency or integrity. They voted Donald Trump into office. He is literally the most publicly unethical, immoral man of low character elected to that office in our lifetime. The man has told over 12,000 documented lies since he was elected. Daily, he attacks and demeans people in the most cruel ways. The man literally married two immigrants, but now loathes all immigrants of color even though the Bible, which conservatives claim to love, has thousands of verses on caring for immigrants and protecting them. The man has been married and divorced and married and divorced and married again, and he openly admitted on tape to sexually assaulting women. Listen, I can stop there. You know who he is. But what he really is is proof that the conservative brand is a fraud. No single man, though, personifies that really more than Lindsey Graham, who daily, multiple times a day, kisses Donald Trump's ass. But right before Donald Trump was elected, Lindsey Graham said this, and I just want to play this 30-second clip of Lindsey Graham right before Trump's election. What is your reaction to hearing what Donald Trump says? I disgusted. Well, I want to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. I think what you like about him, he appears to be strong when the rest of us are weak. He's a very successful businessman, and he's going to make everything great. He's going to take all the problems of the world and put them in a box and make your life better. That's what he's selling. 
here's what you're buying. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. I don't understand for the life of me how a man could so convincingly say those things, then now defend him literally at every turn. Donald Trump is the literal personification of who Lindsey Graham said he was going to be. But now Lindsey Graham defends him every single day, all day. He seems to love defending him. How? Because the whole thing was phony. They don't really care about bigotry or xenophobia or morality or integrity. All of this is a play about power, particularly white power. And in pursuit of white power, conservatives will drop their phony concerns about debt, about bigotry, about character, about the Bible, or anything else. And what we see them doing now is something that actually goes against about 150 years of conservative history where they said that nothing was more important than local control of government. Let me break it down. Break it down. From the Civil War in the 1860s, really until the Trump administration, conservatives have claimed that nothing, absolutely nothing was more important to them than being able to control their own local governments, and this is a phrase they've literally used for over 100 years, without outside interference. But yesterday, in North Carolina, their state house, their state legislature, voted through a bill, House Bill 370, that does the exact opposite of the thing that they basically have said is the number one conservative value. That is, making sure that local governments are not interfered with from the outside in. See, in North Carolina and in most states across the country, counties have two forms of law enforcement. They have the city police department and they have the county sheriff's office. And the city police department normally has a police chief who's appointed by the mayor and the sheriff's office normally has a lead sheriff that is actually elected by the people every four years. Well, we're starting to finally understand that if we want to change policing, particularly in the sheriff's office, we have to start caring about who we elect into that position. And across North Carolina, and I'm proud of all seven of these sheriffs, these are not just individual law enforcement officers. These are, these are lead sheriffs who oversee county sheriff's offices. Seven lead sheriffs or seven sheriff's offices, they've been elected and they have simply said that they are not going to cooperate with ICE. Now, that's the Federal Office of Immigration and Customs Enforcement. These seven sheriffs have announced that when undocumented immigrants are arrested or even just given tickets, that they're not going to turn those men, women and children over to ICE. They're just not going to do it. And they shouldn't. First off, we have to go back to what we say is a bedrock principle in this country. An arrest is not a conviction. You are supposed to be presumed innocent. An arrest is not a conviction. A ticket is not a conviction. But secondly, and it's the deeper principle of the matter, 
Families do not and should not be destroyed and torn apart with key members of the family detained and deported simply over an arrest. It's not right. It's immoral. It's unethical. But House Bill 370 from the Republicans controlling the state legislature states that sheriffs, now this is if it becomes law, if the governor signs it, that sheriffs must turn people over to ICE when they are arrested or ticketed. If they are undocumented, they must turn them over or that sheriff will be removed from office. And that bill, House Bill 370, is now on the desk of Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, which takes us to our action step for today. Because we're seeing this all over the country. Republicans say that they care about local government. Now they're trying to interfere with district attorneys that we've elected, sheriffs that we've campaigned for, and they're doing it right now in North Carolina. And that takes us to our action step. Let's go. North Carolina Roy Cooper is a good man, and he has stated that he worries that this bill, House Bill 370, is probably unconstitutional. And I am pretty sure that he does not want to pass the bill. He has alluded to this a few different times. He knows how bad this bill is. However, it's been a few weeks since he spoke out against the bill, and since then, the supporters of HB 370 have made a whole lot of noise. And we need to be just as vocal as the people who want this bill to pass. And we need Governor Roy Cooper, a lifelong Democrat, to know that there are tens of thousands of us who oppose this bill and we want to see him veto this bill. So here's what I need us to do, okay? We need to let Governor Roy Cooper feel how passionate we are about this bill. Everyone who knows anything about this bill knows that it is a cheap political retaliation from North Carolina's conservatives as progressive politicians of color are being elected in the largest counties across their state. The governor knows this. The politicians themselves hardly even deny it. But what we need is for Governor Roy Cooper, we need him to understand that as a national, hell, even as an international community, we see this bill for what it is. It's a direct threat to communities of color that are right there on the ground in North Carolina. We need him to know that signing this bill into law would be a direct message that immigrants and people of color are not welcome in North Carolina. And in this moment in politics, who knows what the consequences of all of this could be. We need him to know how many of us stand behind this decision to veto House Bill 370 in North Carolina. So we need to let him know today, and I'm going to tell you what you can do. The first thing and probably the most important thing you can do, and you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow, do it until you hear back from me that the man vetoed the bill. Call his office. Again, this is a Democratic governor. He's a good man, and I actually know many people who work in and around his office. Call Governor Roy Cooper at area code 919. Put this in your cell phone. Save it and give it a name. Save the number, Governor Roy Cooper, 919-814-2000. 
Call his office at 919-814-2000. And when you call, ask to speak to someone in his office. If they're not available, ask to be transferred to somebody who is and ask them to take down your message. All right. Hopefully you can speak to somebody that can actually give this message to the governor, but be relentless. Also, I want you to send a personal email. It needs to be in your own words, in your own language. You've heard what this podcast is about. They don't need to be doing this. The sheriffs should have the power to make this decision themselves. It's why people elected them. You can email Roy.Cooper, Roy.Cooper at nc.gov, Roy.Cooper at nc.gov. You can also tweet Governor Roy Cooper, which would be great, at nc, which stands for North Carolina, nc underscore governor, nc underscore governor. Listen, calling is the best thing we can do, and when you call, as always, be kind, be respectful, but be firm. As you know by now, it's the best way for them to hear you when you call. Let's clog these lines. Let's speak to anybody who will listen so that the entire governor's office understands that we are on this. Please, again, ask to speak to a real person. And if you have to wait on hold, take that time to also compose your email while you're on hold. And if all of that doesn't work, just let them know that you'll leave a message. All right. This is our action step for today. Let Governor Roy Moore know he needs to veto House Bill 370. Of course, thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. Again, I hope you take today's action step. It is important and people's lives are at stake. Now, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love, love, love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever podcast app you use. Now, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Post about it on social media. Text your friends, email them, tell them what we're up to. Our next goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers, and we're not going to get there without you. Of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. Thank you all. We love and appreciate you so very much. Now, if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community, and you can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, and our entire crew, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.